a little something extra from the apple seed. And now, here's your host, Sam Payne. It's such a pleasure to have you with us for a little something extra here in the podcast. On the Appleseed, just about every day, we bring you a full hour filled with stories for you and your family. We post that hour, and we also like to post a little something extra here in the podcast, something just a few minutes long, a single story in case you've only got a few minutes and you want to fill them with a great tale. Often, we like to bring you something inspired by something you heard in the full hour long episode. Now, in today's full episode, we brought you a rendition of the classic Cinder Cinderella story called Cinderella Spinderella. And we thought that in today's Appleseed Extra, we'd bring you another version of the Cinderella story. After all, there are hundreds of them. This one is told for you by Philadelphia storyteller Ed Stivender, and it's called Little Scarface. Happy to bring it to you here on the Appleseed. Once, long before Columbus discovered himself in America, there was a tribe of people native to this land who lived peaceably by the great waters of the eastern ocean. They farmed and hunted and were never without food or fresh water. They called themselves the happy people, for indeed they were. Part of the reason for their happiness was the love that their wise chief had for them. He showed them the secrets of growing corn and potatoes, beans and squash. He led the hunters to the best game and taught the people the skills of fishing and basket-making. So great was this chief, and so powerful was his medicine, that he was invisible to all but the most pure of heart. Some said that the youngest children could see him, but as they grew older, they lost sight of him, although he never lost sight of them. In this village there lived three sisters, two of whom were beautiful but selfish and vain, and one of whom, the youngest, was constantly being tortured by her older sisters, who called her names and made her do all the work, grinding the corn, washing their clothes, cleaning up after them. The hardest job she had was taking care of the fire, carrying the wood, chopping it, and cleaning the fireplace. And this was when her sisters were cruelest, for they would kick the burning cinders into her face, making scars and pockmarks there. And then, to add insult to injury, They would make fun of her. Scarface, Scarface, hurry up, clean up the place. Such an ugly, ugly girl, no man will marry you. But the youngest sister never tried to get back at them. She did her work silently. But she began to believe that she was ugly herself. And when the tribe met in council, she would wear her shawl in such a way that no one could see her face. No one could see the harm that her sisters were doing to her. Everyone in the village wondered when the chief was going to take a wife, and so they were overjoyed when the medicine woman who spoke for the Invisible One announced that he had decided to choose one of the maidens of the village to be his bride. All of the young women were told to meet on the beach just before sunset and to be ready to answer three questions. The one who answered the three questions correctly would be the great chief's wife. When the time arrived, the drums were sounded and the women gathered on the beach and began to dance the stately women's dance, round and round, with their shawls over their arms, their heads held high so that the great chief could see them clearly. Little Scarface wore her shawl on her head so that no one could see the pockmarks, and each time her sisters passed her in the dance, they chanted, Scarface, Scarface, hurry up, clean up the place, such an ugly, ugly girl, no man will marry you and no one noticed the tears that rolled in the sand beneath the hidden face. The drumming stopped, 
and the medicine woman of the tribe told the young women to line up facing the water. Scarface's sisters elbowed their way to the places closest to the medicine woman so their answers would be first. Scarface took her place at the end of the line, thinking that she had no chance to be the bride. The medicine woman spoke. I will ask three questions in the name of the chief. The one who answers most truly will be his bride. This is the first question. Of what are his arrowheads made? Why, of flint, of course, said the first sister. No, they're made of quartz stone, said the second. The other maidens did not answer, for indeed they did not know. When it came to Scarface, she said, His arrowheads are made of fire. They are the shooting stars. The medicine woman smiled to herself, and the two vain sisters made faces at each other and whispered, Such an ugly, ugly girl, no man will marry her. The second question is this. On what road does he most love to travel? The first sister said, On the mountain road. I've seen him there many times. No, said the second sister. On the beach road. It is flatter. The other maidens did not speak, for indeed they did not know. Now it was Scarface's turn. He loves to travel on the sky road, she said. The Milky Way. The two vain sisters rolled their eyes in disgust, and the medicine woman smiled. Finally, of what is his long bow made? Why, it is made of hickory. I've seen it many times, said the first sister. No, it is made of the ash tree, like all the braves of our tribe. None of the other women spoke, but all looked at Scarface, who said, His bow is made of mist and light. And the medicine woman smiled. Stupid, stupid Scarface, shrieked the sisters. How can a bow be made of mist and light? His bow is the rainbow, said Scarface. And look, he has put it down and is coming this way. They all looked out over the ocean, and indeed they saw the rainbow. But again the two sisters shrieked, We don't see anyone. And they began to wave their arms about and go after Scarface to pick at her. But before they could reach her, they were turned into seagulls and whirled away into the air, still screeching. And sometimes you can hear them screeching still. All of the other maidens were amazed by what they saw next. The great chief, now visible to all, came and took Scarface by the hand and the shawl fell away, and they could see her face and the pockmarks her sisters had made with the fire. Then the chief led Scarface to the water and began to bathe her face until all of the scars disappeared, and Scarface herself became invisible, for now she was the wife of the great chief. The wedding feast lasted for eight days, and never were the happy people happier. And from that time onwards, Whenever any one of them looked up at the moon with its pockmarks appearing and disappearing, they remembered the story of how Scarface was loved by the great chief. Ed Stivender with Little Scarface here on the Appleseed. What a pleasure to bring you that story. And, of course, you can always find more great stories online at byuradio.org slash Appleseed or send us yours at theappleseed at byu.edu. I'm Sam Payne, and I can't wait to be with you again on the Appleseed. Thanks for joining us for a little something extra from the Appleseed. 
Google The Appleseed Podcast and subscribe for something new just about every day. The Appleseed with Sam Payne.